What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Positively Chaotic podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, please subscribe to the Positively Chaotic channel on YouTube. And if you're listening, subscribe wherever you get your local podcasts. I'm glad to have you here. This week, we had Kyle Richards on the podcast. Kyle's a wonderful friend with a fascinating life story. I got to hear about the hilarious on-screen fights she filmed with her sister as a child and the tense real-life drama of filming The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and her very heartwarming thoughts about being a mother. Enough of me blabbering. Please enjoy. Kyle, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How are you, my darling? I'm amazing and I'm excited to be talking to you this morning. I adore you. I adore you too. You look amazing. And I know that through everything with this global pandemic, you've been at home, you have four daughters, you have 84 dogs, you have <laughs> your husband Mauricio, who you know I love dearly. But how the hell has it all been and how are you doing? You know, I've been doing really, really well. Honestly, I feel like... Um, it's just been a great time to have all four of my daughters home with me. Um, you know, my husband works out of his office. I work in my own space. Everyone's doing their own thing. And, you know, like you hear a lot of people saying, you know, I'm cooking every meal and I'm enjoying it because I, I will literally sometimes start cooking dinner at two o'clock because I have the luxury of the time to do that and do some exciting new things. So it's just been great. My kids are playing board games. Like my, I'm looking at my 20 year old daughter playing board games with my 12 year old daughter. I mean, they wouldn't have done that before. So it's just really nice. I love it. And honestly, being a father of two girls and seeing your family with four girls, it's like, it's the most amazing thing to watch. And I love how, and I show my kids videos of your girls and how everyone gets on the way they do. I'm sure it wasn't always like that, but you guys have such a beautiful family and seeing you all together kind of, I'm sure makes others want to have a family like yours. I know it does for me, um, but it's been an interesting time how we're all coming together as family, creating memories. And you and I both have anxiety. So it's like we could be living in fear right now but instead we're actually trying to focus on the positives from this crazy time which I think is really important well you know in saying this you know I'm enjoying this time with my family obviously this is a scary time in history right now you know you saw when the, they first started talking about the virus and the coronavirus how scared I was I was wearing a mask since January uh, I, I really was um, and you know I, I started self-quarantining right after we got back from our trip uh, to Mexico which was in February yeah wasn't yeah. that February it, yeah. it was so yeah. I so I you know for me you know because I suffer from anxiety that was the way that I knew I could control my anxiety taking care of the situation making sure that my family was safe that I was safe my we were healthy and no one was coming into my house no one was going out of my house and that's how I, I kept sort of, you know, saying through all of this. But uh, and looking at the bright side, you know, I couldn't obsess watch, watching the news like I was every single day. I had to finally say, OK, let's step back from that. Definitely a crazy time. And we did have a really fun vacation in Mexico as this kind of just before this all went down. And it's true. You had us all wearing masks through the airport. I honestly thought you were insane, but I kind of loved it because I'm equally, if not more anxious than you. And so I was all for wearing the mask, but my God, you were so right. And who would have thought 
three months on that we'd be dealing with this thing the way it's happened. It's pretty crazy. It's really, really crazy. Do you remember me saying to you, don't bite your nails? Yes. Don't put your hand to your mouth. <laughs> don't and touch sanitizing your face. the airplane seats. And But the, the reality yeah. is better safe than sorry. <laughs> and you and you nailed it. I mean, this is definitely a time we will never forget. And um, when I look at Portia, you know, our youngest, who's who just turned 12, I just think I just can't believe. I mean, she just spent, you know, basically almost we're going to three and a half months of not leaving her home and, you know, not seeing friends and not going to her graduation things. And like the news, it's like first there's like, you know, there's been earthquakes. The other day where we were watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and <laughs> on Wednesdays, like we do. Uh, and all of a sudden the house started to shake. I'm like. 2020, no, not now. I, I, between you and the, the murder hornets, I can't with 2020 anymore. <laughs> Seriously, it's all I can say. It's been fucking nuts. It really has. And your show is on the air, but you filmed something recently that was remotely. Watch what happens live, probably Andy's show. That's right. I've been doing a lot of like, you know, you know, you know, Bravo stuff, but not actually the reunion because we have to watch the whole season first, right? And then come together and talk about everything that happened. So we're only, I think, eight episodes in right now. And how are you dealing with doing all of these interviews remotely now? Do you feel like you can kind of tell your side of the story as uh, organically as you would if you were in the studio, for example? Yes, I think you're right. I think I actually do because, you know, I find myself, you know, it can be very difficult. You're asked very provocative questions. And, you know, when you do Andy's show, there's always something where you're like, oh, if I say this, this one's going to get upset. If I say that, this one. So I'm just here in my home and I'm just like, you know what? I mean, I'm just saying whatever comes out of my mouth. So sorry. <laughs> just Fuck it. Let, I love that. <laughs> I love it. But I love the fact that you don't hold back. And I will tell you, you've been on Housewives since season one. You have always been my favorite before I was at the agency and loved your whole family. Um, and... The best part of what I love is you don't hold back. You are true to who you are at all times. And it's really fun to watch, but it's also fun to see how you stick up for yourself and you don't take shit from anyone. So I absolutely love that. Um, I'm you. excited to talk to you about your life and I'm really curious to know what drove you to the positively chaotic career of acting at such a young age. Four years of age is very young. And I, I'm really curious to get an understanding of how that became. So my mom was an actress and studied at the Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. And um, she wanted to be an actress. You know, that was her dream, you know, to come from New York and come to Hollywood one day and all that. So she ended up having a baby very young, uh, my sister Kathy, and that got put aside and Kathy was a really beautiful baby. So people would stop her on the streets and then Kathy started modeling and then got into commercials and then Kim was born and Kim was doing commercials at six months old. And then because of my father's business, they moved out to Los Angeles. So by the time Kim was four, she was already on a TV series, Nanny and the Professor. So when I came along, um, five years, uh, when Kim was five years old, because I'm five years younger than Kim, my mom, you know, she would take me to the set, you know, when as a baby uh, with Nanny the Professor that Kim was doing. So by the time I hit around, you know, I think it was four years old, they were looking for someone to play the younger version of Kim in Disney's Escape to Witch Mountain. So who's better to play Kim than her little sister who looked like, you know, the most like her? 
Um, the only problem was I was extremely shy. And, and I'm, I'm actually, and don't laugh because you will understand us, I think, I'm an introvert. I have an extrovert job, but I'm an introvert. So I, my mom would push me because she didn't want me to be shy and she didn't want me to be, you know, left in the, the background of my sisters, you know, working. So um, they put me in that movie and then she would take me on auditions and I was terrified. And I thought every audition was a doctor's office. And I'm scared of doctors. <laughs> I would cry. So um, I finally got my my first series by the time I was five years old, which was Little House on the Prairie. Um, and, I, you know, it's funny because it obviously did help me uh, overcome my shyness. Uh, I still have that in me at times. But, yeah, that's how I ended up getting into it. That's incredible. <laughs> what an amazing story, though, because it's our parents that take us out of our own comfort zones. I know I do that with my own children today. And I feel like us as parents have the job of leading our children to who they become as young adults. And I've seen you do that with each of your children. Uh, and it is, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. Would you say when you're in front of the camera today, you sort of become another person or would you say, how does that work? You really are who you are today and you're comfortable with who you are today. Uh, no, you know, the thing is, is because I am so comfortable in front of a camera, it allows me to be able to be myself. Like, you you know, I've been on the show for 10 years now and you, I think the audience that watches and that are fans of the housewives know who I am after 10 years. And uh, I'm a good person. I will make mistakes sometimes. I will sometimes say things that I, you know, people don't agree with, but um, I'm being honest and I, I, I speak the truth and, you know, it is Absolutely. what it is. <laughs> but and that's what makes you so special. You're organic, you're true to yourself and you see that obviously when I'm with you in person, but it really, in my opinion, comes across on, on the show as well. And let me ask you this. What would you say was the most chaotic moment or time in your life and how did you turn it into a positive? Huh. Well, there's, I feel like there's been so many chaotic times in my life. My family life is very like mellow and quiet. I grew up with seemed like there was a lot of like drama around always. So my, in my home, it's very quiet and like peaceful other than my dogs making a, you know, a, a lot of noise. Your dogs are but, amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I think the most chaotic time of my life was when I was pregnant with Sophia, who is my third daughter, and my mom was sick with breast cancer and um, trying to take care of her and, you know, going back and forth between L.A. and uh, Palm Desert, where my mom lived. And um, that was definitely a very, very difficult time of my life. You know, having the third baby all of a sudden was really difficult. Mm. It was more difficult than the fourth child because um, just of what was going on in my life and the, the age differences and having to get, you know, three kids at that time to three different schools and, you know, my mom's sick. So it was a very difficult time. And um, I got sick, you know, myself and I started having all these crazy symptoms that were brought on by depression. Then I had fibromyalgia. So I don't, I, I guess how I would turn it into a positive is just, um, I can't say I necessarily succeeded in that because it was such a difficult time. But for me, when I have a lot of like chaos going on around me, I always make sure I focus on my kids because I know I'm going to fail at something when all that stuff's happening. And if I have to fail at work or if I have to fail at, you know, whatever it may be, fine. But I can't fail my kids. So I just 
put all my energy there and say, okay, this is something I can control. I can be a good mom and take care of them. And at least I have that in these times. <laughs> Absolutely. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I think that has such a, a strong message. You know, you were dealing with your mom who was unwell. You had a newborn baby. You already had two children. And it's like, how do we deal with these crazy obstacles in life? Yes, they may bring us down, but ultimately they make us stronger as people. And I feel like there's always something that you learn from those tough times, you know, and, and family to me is everything, Kyle. I, I didn't grow up with like a dad that was ultimately there every by my side and I didn't have that. And so today I take that and now I am right there with my children at all time because of that. So no matter how bad something seems at the time, I feel like we grow from it at the same time, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. All of those things that we go through make us stronger as a person. Yep, indeed they do. I'm very curious to know, Shifting Gears, what was it like to work alongside your sister at such a young age? You know, I'm an only child. I always wanted a brother, sister. My mom was unable to have more children. So I inherited David, my business partner's family, yeah. and David became my brother without choosing. But like, what was it like to act alongside your sister from that super young age? Well, the funny thing is, is... um. I was, I was playing her, so I wasn't filming with her on camera, but I, you know, I was already going to be on the set anyway, because my, we were filming that in Carmel. I, I have very little memory. I see pictures and I'm like, you know, I was in the ocean and rescuing me and all this stuff. But I did do a movie with Kim where we played sisters at seven years old, uh, a universal movie called The Car. You, I don't know if you remember that, the car that was possessed by the, the do, devil. I actually, yes, yes. So I remember to this day, you know, um, going into our audition at the Universal Studios lot. And they said, you know, show us how when you guys get into a fight at home, what it looks like. Well, I turned around and I Kim was a scratcher and I was a biter. We started literally ripping each other's hair out of our, <laughs> each other's heads biting, screaming, and to pull us off each other. <laughs> That's then we brilliant. Both got the part. <laughs> and the, and the, that was it right there. You got the part because that wasn't a hard thing to do. And five years younger back then, I suppose growing up, it was always that Kim was cooler because she was five years older. But now Absolutely. today, you're cooler for being five years younger. Is that how it goes? <laughs> oh, I hated being the youngest because I always had to sit in the back seat. They were always keeping secrets from me. You know, and they always referred to me as the baby my entire life. You know, yeah. the baby, the baby, the baby. But I did get out of a lot of things. Like they, they'd say, my mom would say, girls, clean up the kitchen. They'd say, what about Kyle? And she'd say, well, she's the baby. That, damn right. <laughs> so I love in it. In my 20s, I'd be like, could you get me something of the baby? <laughs> and by the way, you still today, I don't think you've aged a day since I've met you, by the way. You look more beautiful today than ever. Really, I mean that. You, you're you always so well put together with such a beaming smile and you are always happy when I see you at least. And it's just, it's great. It's great to see, really. Well, thank you. I of course. That. I now, feel like I, I aged like a hundred years during this quarantine, but that's another story. Well, it doesn't, doesn't look it from where I'm sitting right now. What a shame though, you're not in the studio and we're doing this remotely, but those are the times that we're living in and we're making the most of it and we're staying, we're staying positive. So my, my next question, which is an interesting one and doing so much research, it seems that people are always wondering why Kathy Hilton hasn't joined the cast of 
Real Housewives. And I know that you've said in the past that people would be so shocked at how hilarious Kathy is in real life. And what was the dynamic like between you and your sisters growing up? And will we ever see her on the show, I guess? Um, okay, so yes, my sister Kathy is really, really, really funny. She's a practical joker. She's just has a she just has a hysterical sense of humor. And, but when you see her, you know, even when she was in her twenties, she was always dressed like very conservatively and her like, you know, Chanel suit. And when I look back when she's like 25 years old, where, what, what were you dressing like that for? And all her friends are way older than her, but she's so, 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 so funny. Um, uh, I would, I mean, I would love to see her. I'm asked that all the time about Kathy being on the show. Um, but growing up, you know, she was a typical, uh, moody teenager. Yeah. She, my mom would say, you know, you have to pick up Kyle from school, which she just hated. And she would like, I remember she, she would wear these big rollers in her hair and like, you know, like a, a tank top and like cut up shorts, barefoot. And she'd come to the classroom because she'd have to pick me up early to go to an audition. And she'd bang on the glass and go, come on. You know? I was that like, is oh. <laughs> yeah. So she was always like, uh intimidated when I was a kid, but now, you know, we, we have so much fun together. She really makes me laugh. I love it. And do you see any similar dynamics between your own daughters or is it a very different kind of relationship? It's a very different kind of relationship with my kids for sure. Um, I was going to say, well, you know, my oldest that, you know, that, you know, and work with Farah, she's 31 and I had her when I was a teenager, but, um, and then I had Alexia, you know, seven and a half years later. And then Portia and Farah, my oldest and youngest, are 19 years apart, which is exactly the age difference between my oldest and me. So there, you know, Portia's got, you know, four moms, her three big sisters and me. And I'm very fortunate that, um, you know, my sisters and I get along, but we've had falling outs and we make up and we argue and we make up. My girls really don't. And, um, you know, when talking about that audition I did with Kim, scratching, biting, I've never seen my kids ever do this. I thought that was normal. I mean, it was normal for us. My kids have never had that relationship. They get along so well. I'm always in uh, awe of that. And every time I look at that, my heart sort of skips a beat. (laughs) It's interesting because I never had any of this because I was an only child, right? But I always wonder with siblings and I watch my girls and when they fight, it breaks my heart and I don't even know how to deal with it because I didn't deal with it. You know, the sibling relationship is always fascinating to me. It's, uh, I always love, and I love to watch and analyze other siblings and how they interact and how they support each other or they don't or whatever it may be. So I feel like when I look at my daughters, I have to give them their own credit, but I, I, I take it as an accomplishment on, on, um, for myself too. I think, gosh, you know, this is amazing. My girls love and support each other all the time. And I love seeing them. As like, do I. Like, I'm seeing, seeing Farah kill it at the agency is always exciting. I love watching her put up new listings. They're always great. I love how she is kind of stepping outside of her own comfort zone on Instagram and talking to camera and talking about important yeah. matters. I mean, she's an absolute rock star. All your kids are rock stars, actually. I've grown to get to know them all, and I think they're, they're all amazing. Um, but I, I'm still Thank curious. You. So... Doing this research, I'd learned that when you were filming the movie Halloween, and I know we're shifting gears here, apparently, and I, I feel like we've spoken about it before, you really freaked out as a kid. Do you remember what gave you anxiety? Like the thought of me filming a horror movie, I could never do it. I can't watch horror movies, but I'm like, do you watch horror movies today or do you not watch them? 
does it play any part from being in a movie like that? You know, so my first horror movie, I I think, I mean, I'm so little. I think it was Eaten Alive, which was directed by Toby Hooper, who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that was terrifying. And that actually started to, my anxiety sort of started showing during that time. And my mom started to notice me like doing like, like I would get like a nervous tick and different things. And then, but because I did that movie, I went on to do the car and then I went on to do another horror film and another horror film. And it just sort of like stuck, you know? So, but when you're filming it, usually it's not scary. It's when you see yourself in the situation that it's scary. The only one that was actually scary while I was filming was eaten alive. So that was, I mean, I was, it was like being chased with a, a sickle thrown to the alligators it was, and they were all method actors. It was a nightmare. Um, but when I saw myself in Halloween, um, I, my mom said, you can invite a friend to the premiere. I mean, I would never let my kids see a movie like this. I mean, times have changed. Okay. So my friend and her mom thought it was going to be like a Halloween cute little movie. Well, so we both went to the premiere, my best friend and, me, and we both of us slept with our moms. So we were 15 years old. <laughs> that was it. it. I was so scary seeing yourself in that situation. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And looking back, Kyle, do you have uh, a favorite project that you worked on? Like, do you want to produce more of projects you'd been on in the past? Like, What's the number one that you, you can think of? I would say it's hard to pick a number one. I really loved um, producing American Woman, which is um, the show that I uh, did inspired by my life growing up. And yep. it was really fun just to produce and be behind the camera. I mean, I was loving that so much. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to work every day. I'll never wear a pair of high heels. I can be creative, <laughs> do my thing from behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I really love that so much. Um, and I'm so grateful I got to do that and plan to continue doing that. For in front of the camera, it's really hard to say. You know, um, I, I it was so fun to reprise my role of Lindsay in Halloween um, as an adult now. And I mean, I'm a mom. I've been a mom since I'm 19 years old. And I have four children and like, you know, all these dogs. And all of a sudden I was, you know, in Wilmington, North Carolina, in a little like Cracker Jack box of a motel by myself, you know, filming. I'd go to work at 5 p.m. and come home at 7.30 a.m. And I loved it. I never even felt tired. It was just so exciting to be, you know, with all these creative people and acting, you know, which is what my first love and, you know, what I, I love to do. As a mother of four, you're a cast member on The Housewives, you're a wife, you know, you really do have about 84 dogs. I'm not exaggerating. We see them on Instagram. <laughs> like, you're a busy lady, but you don't stop. You do it with a smile and you do everything you do with passion. So it's it's really inspiring to watch because I don't know how you have enough hours in the day to do everything. Um, but I do want to talk about Housewives because to me, Housewives has just been such a huge hit. You've been such a massive part of it. In fact, you are really what brought this whole show together, in my opinion, from season one. It's watched all over the world. It's such a popular show. And I'm more curious to know if there happened to be your most positively chaotic moment on a film set, on Housewives. If it's on Housewives, what was the craziest moment you've had? And, and, and tell me about it. All of Housewives is chaotic. I mean, it's so, so, so crazy. I never would have imagined I would be here 10 years later. A psychic, you know, a psychic, I'll tell you this really quickly. A psychic told me, 
you're going to do a reality show. And I said, oh, I, I don't, I'm an actor. I don't, I don't want to do any reality. She said, well, I see you doing a reality show and it's going to be very successful. And I think there's going to be someone by the name of Lisa on it and maybe your sister Kim. And I was like, this is making no sense. And they said, do you know a Taylor? And I said, my daughter's boyfriend. She's like, no, it's a female. And I said, I, don't, I do not know a female Taylor. Here I am. 10 years wow. later, how crazy that a psychic said that. Um, Could I you mean, send me the psychic's so number? Fuck me. I, that's pretty, she, that's she, pretty spot on. She, she's still my psychic. She's, she's the one that's shown on the housewives so many times. Wow. Yes. And yes, she yes. says, and she also said, I see in October, lots of lights like this lights, lights. And we premiered October 5th and um, sunset Boulevard, all the press. And I was like, Oh my God, this is just so wild. Anyway. So, um, I mean, there's been so many chaotic moments, you know, um, from the beginning to up until now, um, there's no really, uh, I've had quieter seasons where it's been a little more like fun and the heat's been off of me and other seasons where, you know, even if the heat's not on me, you're involved and it just creates a lot of stress. But, um, I mean, there's, there's too many to name in the housewives. It really does, um, keep me up at night. Sometimes this season has been uh, rough for me. I, I, I can't say that. I can't say that I'm loving the season. I, w I have moments of loving filming it because I have fun with the women at times, but watching it as just like, oh, sometimes like, this is too much. It's right. too much. It gives me, you know what it's like when you have anxiety, I'm getting stressed. And I was so relaxed before, you know, during the quarantine and just like slowing down and having a slower paced lifestyle. And now I'm like every Wednesday, I have a pit in my stomach. <laughs> but Kyle, you, you're, you're fabulous. You have nothing to worry about. You're true to yourself. That's how you come across on camera. And if people don't like it, they don't like it. But I guess that's a great question is how do you deal with the Twitter comments, the Instagram comments, people's feedback? Like, have you learned to just accept it for what it is? Does it still bother you? Are you comfortable today in your own skin with that? Or, or is it still something? Because it bothers me. I know that. I, for the most part, have gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, who cares? You know, I mean, Twitter is just honestly a horrible, horrible, horrible place to go. It's Idiot. so toxic. It's yep. real, but it's weird because, like, on Instagram, I, you know, I'm like friends with these people that I don't know. I, I recognize their name and their profile picture, and they're, you know, mainly nice and supportive, and you know. But Twitter is just so toxic. Sorry, that's my phone just fell. No, no, no. It's so awful. I'm like, you know, people only love Chrissy Teigen on Twitter. I mean, everyone else should just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Chrissy yeah. Teigen, just, just get Unless off Twitter. Teigen, just get off Twitter. But now we don't write blogs for the show, which Bravo used to ask us to write blog, blogs every week. So now it's like, okay, what we tweet. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's, I'm just setting myself up to be abused every week. And even though I've gotten better about it, I have to say, like, it just is like, you're like, how could this many people say such mean things? Like, it's very, um, it's just sad. Like, God, we're supposed to be like saying it's a kinder place. And I get it. The show's dramatic and this and that. And people take it sides, whatever. But gosh, I mean, sometimes it just really does hurt your feelings. No, you just can't I help for it. it. I, we're human at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, I remember when I started Million Dollar Listing and I got into a feud with one person over Twitter and I immediately got a call from a publicist, just stop responding. And it was so hurtful to me. And I was like, I want to defend myself. And I'm like, there is no end in <laughs> sight with trying to defend 
defend myself with someone that is sitting behind a keyboard uh, that has no picture. Like you can't win against those people and it's, it's just a pain in the ass. But I'm curious, do you have a favorite and least favorite housewife from the Beverly Hills franchise? Oh, my gosh. Andy Cohen would be so proud of you right now. Give it to me, <laughs> Kyle. You know I want to know that. I mean, my least favorite, I mean, I'm just going to say it was season four, which I like to just say, act like never happened because it was just, in my opinion, our worst season. And so there are people on there, let's just say, was my least favorite. My favorite, you know, it would be actually really hard to say. Obviously, I'm the closest, and I love Teddy Mellencamp. She's like a sister to me. Um, but, you know, I was so close to Lisa Vanderpump for many, many years, and I, I have a love for her that even though we're not speaking, um, that, I mean, I won't forget those times. And the current cast now, you know, like, we've had our moments. I think that's why I get so emotional when I, really everybody was really coming at me this season. And I had been away um, in North Carolina. I, I sort of came back, and everyone decided to come at me, and I was I'm, I'm sensitive. And I was like, wait, I thought we all cared about each other. This is just so weird to me. And because I'm very close with uh, Lisa Rinna and, and Erica and Dorit, who, you know, we've had our problems this season. So but that makes me feel bad. Um, but, you know, I care about all of them. But I mean, if I have to pick up a favorite, it's too hard to do. I'm sorry. I can't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm closest with Teddy. I love Teddy. But with that said, I also love the other women. I definitely see I Teddy the most on Instagram. So we're going to go with Teddy, but I know you're close with all of them. How was it f not filming with Lisa this season? I mean, this was, it, it, was it a different dynamic that she wasn't on the show this season? How, how, how was that? It was in the beginning, I thought, okay, well, this is going to be strange. You know, we've been in this since the beginning, but to be honest that, you know, when you start filming and there's so much going on, you just, you know, you know, you don't think about it and you're not feeling it. I mean, we have a big cast. We have two new people who join the show, Sutton and Garcelle, and we're eight women. I was like, there's a lot of stuff going on. You're not thinking about it. Eight women not on a TV show is a lot in my world and I live with four of them, but I'm telling you, it's a lot. I can, you know, your show is very intense in the fact that you are all together. You are going on trips. There are dinners and there's so much going on. So it has to, if it didn't get intense, I mean, it just, it just does. I mean, you could put cameras in each side of my house. That's a TV show in itself. So imagine eight women together. It's going to get, hot-headed at times there's just there's no question is there well, one person different opinion but everything is there one course. person what is there one person if you could choose one more person to join the cast that you would just love to see join the cast oh my goodness well i mean i'd love to see my sisters join the cast uh you know kim shows up this season maybe kathy i have um a good friend of mine who i think you know her sharon Sharon Overfeld, she's one of the funniest, most opinionated, smart people. But I'm like, I don't know. It's so scary because she's like, we're such good friends. But I mean, after 10 years, like I, I know how to navigate, you know, um, you know, a friendship through a TV show like this. But I know a lot of relationships can be strained. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, it takes a, it's it's a very strange thing being a housewife. You know, it's it takes a very uh, specific personality because you can be so like outgoing, but you know, not comfortable with cameras, but you have to have an opinion about everything. You have to be honest, you know, you have to address things you don't necessarily would 
you know, want to normally. So um, it's a it's a complicated shoe to fill, role to fill when you're trying to look for a new house. <laughs> it's it's a really complicated thing, and I've seen in this season. Look, there's some very tense moments and i think in every season there's these tense moments that come up these are with your friends but i guess it's important like what's it like to have personal relationships and feuds that then just become so open to the public like how is that to deal with because if i have a huge argument with david for example chances are it's going to be off camera sometimes it's on camera but like with you and the housewives it's it's gonna air like how do you deal with that that it that it's so it's, public it, it's torture i have to tell you like i'm i i'm a person that you know i everything i do i do intensely like i love hard i love my friends and if i have an argument with them I will, it, I will literally not be able to sleep at night. I will think mm -hmm. about it. I'll ruminate over the situation. So, um, it, you know, and especially with someone who has anxiety, I'm like, I, it's too much. It's very upsetting to me. And so like this season, you know, Doreen, I, I, I said to the group, the one that we're, I'm the closest with, which is Teddy, Rena, Erica, and Dorit. Um, we call ourselves the Provence five because the five of us went to Provence when, uh, I think it was last season, the one before all alone, just the five of us. So I sent a text saying, you know, ladies, remember that this was six months ago and we've all said things and we were upset in the moment. We didn't agree in the moment, but we're okay now. We have to remember that going into this. The, episodes, the episode airs and who's the first person upset? Me. Of course, of <laughs> because course. Dorit said something about my business and I was like, you don't know anything about my business and you're putting down my business. And that's something I just, I don't, I would never put down anyone's business or, you know, their families or anything like that. So I got upset and then I'm watching the interviews thinking, I thought that we cared about each other more than this. And she, and now, and then it, you know, sparks up a whole thing again. And now we're having issues. And I was thinking, God, I thought we were closer and this makes me sad. And so it's, it's difficult, you know? And then I'm like, well, are we going to make up or we have to wait to the reunion to talk about this? Well, you know, that's interesting. Do you feel like the organic way each story happens comes out on the show? every time or does it sometimes feel like it was one-sided towards Dorit or another cast member or do you feel like they get to actually capture it pretty organically because I know how tough it can be I do it's, it, well it's definitely organic and we're not set up or scripted like some yeah. reality shows are so um the only problem is is that which is something that's interesting that we've never done before which we did this year is when you can't break the fourth wall and for people that don't know what the fourth wall is, is acknowledging that there are cameras there and that you're actually being filmed and you're on a TV show. Because up until this year, we're just, you know, you're watching our lives and we ignore the cameras and whatever. And you're just, you, you're, you got, you're basically a fly on a wall watching us. Well, they broke the fourth wall this season. Uh, of course, we didn't know they were breaking the fourth wall until the show aired. And if I had known that, I could explain things a lot better. So like in the beginning of the season, I, I you know, when you sign up for this, it's a commitment, okay? So I flew in from North Carolina. I had three days off from filming Halloween. So I flew in from North Carolina and I had to honor my commitment to the housewives. I, I landed at 9.30 at night and I had to be in the car at 5 a.m. to meet Erica and Sutton. And I'm like, where's Dorit? They're like, oh, she's coming late. So I look on Instagram and I see she's having her hair and makeup done and, you know, hanging out, doing a photo shoot at home. And then she shows up. I'm like, why is Dorit able to come at one o'clock for no reason other than that she wanted to have hair and makeup to go to a workout event and I didn't get to take my kid to school. But you can't really explain that, you know, when you're not breaking the fourth wall, like 
why is it not for all of us? You know, so it looked like I was just mad she was having her makeup and hair done. And I mean, I, I would have loved to have been able to explain that more clearly, which I will do at the reunion now. And that's when you'll get your chance. But I believe the fourth wall being broken is so important because it really shows the rawness of what the hell's actually going on. Uh, And they've done it in our show a few times. And it it kind of broadens the reality of the reality, like what the hell is really going on. And so I think it's it's important. Have you found that you have like these go to methods uh, that help you deal with the public opinion on your personal life or you just deal with it as it comes situation by situation? Cause it's I hard. Mean, I, I mean, well, here's the thing, you know, I, I, I try to explain myself on, on Twitter, which is hard. And you know, when you can only say so much and, and then one day I was like trying to explain myself and my, my iPad was frozen. I was going crazy. And then I learned you could write it in your notes on your phone and then tweet from your notes. So I was like rapid fire, like, <laughs> like I was machine gun with my tweets. And then I was like, Kyle, calm down. So now, you know, I, I just uh, know that, you know, people after 10 years, they, they, I think they know who I am and know I'll make mistakes and you either like me or you don't. Um, but I, you know, I know who I am. My friends know who I am. I know I'm a good person. So if people think that I'm just horrible, then there's nothing I can do about that. You know? Absolutely. Look, you got to just take it one day at a time when we're in this business, because I know at least with our show, we have no editing, right? So each season comes out and you're like, okay, let's see how it goes. But as long as you're true to who you are on camera, it's like an actor, a big actor said to me, as long as you're not an asshole in front of the camera, they can't make you look like an asshole. So if you're authentic to who you are, it will always come across. And I, I believe you look great let every me, time. Let me ask you a question. So this is yes. something that always happens in reality television that is just so maddening to me that someone can say something that, that is not true in any way, shape or form, and it will stick. Yep. So like, you know, someone will say, oh, you, you're so this. And it's nothing. You didn't act like that. You didn't do that. You didn't say that. And then next thing you know, people are tweeting those exact words over and over and over again. Like they're just little mimes. They're just like copying and like parroting what they heard. And it's so frustrating. And there are housewives that know that that happens. So they'll say things even though they know it's not true. And they know that it's going to stick. And it's a dirty little trick. And I don't like it. I've never done that. I say what I feel about something in the moment. I'm not trying to create the audience to think or feel a certain way about someone. And it makes me crazy, crazy. And and it makes me crazy too, because the problem with the internet is people can put out what they want with no repercussion. You have very little chance to truly stand up for yourself. And your opinion isn't necessarily heard because when people watch these shows, they make up their opinions, no matter what you tell them. Um, And they only see what they see on the TV and they don't don't see what happens behind the camera and so it's it's very hard but for me I've learned to just sort of keep my side of the street clean um and not I won't even look on Twitter anymore I'm not bothered about what these people think I'm going out doing my thing staying focused and I'm not going to let anybody jade my focus on what I'm doing and I I mean you can't otherwise you'll go crazy with everything we see online it's it's ridiculous 
I know, I know. And then, you know, as a mom, I want to be a good example to my kids and say, you know, you can't be affected by what people think or say about you. You know, you have to have your confidence and that you're a good person. And then, you know, secretly I'm like, <laughs> there's no me. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't. I, I won't do that in front of my children. I'm going to be mature and be a good example. <laughs> what is that movie Cool Runnings? I have pride. I have power. I am a badass mother who won't take shit from nobody. Best movie by the way you gotta watch that and say that every time i get low i say that over and over and over so shifting gears i know you don't have all day here but i definitely want to tell the listeners the viewers that don't know i work with your husband mauricio at the agency i'm probably his biggest fan um but i'm curious to know (laughs) i i I adore him he cracks me up how would you describe mauricio as a husband in three words pre-quarantine or currently (laughs) (laughs) right now no my husband is um three words i mean he's very loving he's like a big teddy bear he god i I get through three words i i don't i mean he's loving as a husband he is sweet and he can drive me crazy i don't know i don't know (laughs) my three words would be lovable add Oh, for for my husband. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He he, he makes me feel great about my ADD. I would say lovable, ADD, hysterical. Those are my three words on Mauricio. I mean, I have to tell you, I I mean, sometimes like, you know, because we've been together, obviously, every single second, you know, for whatever, for three and a half months in the house. And um, I, I think we've had one or two arguments, nothing like major, but like, I mean, we're doing really good considering, but he will, I mean, that, the AirPods thing makes me absolutely crazy. I will come in and I'm literally, and he's looking at me and I'm talking to him. I'm like, you know, and I'm like spilling my guts, opening my heart you know, to him and saying something, something going on. And all of a sudden he looks at me and goes, I'm on the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, I will kill you. <laughs> so like, do you ever take those things out of your ears? It's so crazy. Or like today I'm in the gym and I'm like, you know, I try to not go in the same time as him because he makes so much freaking noise. He's, I'm like, do you have to huff and puff and grunt like that on the, <laughs> like, can you, can you just leave and let me to come back later? Let me have my own time in here. <laughs> oh, it's so funny because I will tell you through this whole time, mine and Valeria's relationship has become so much closer. And going into this, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be a big problem. I don't know how we're going to do this. But we become so much closer and tighter through all of this. But the one thing that gets her is the AirPods when I'm looking at my phone, when I'm not listening. And it's just, oh, it's, it's like reassuring to know you guys are going through the same thing. Everybody is. And these AirPods get us in a lot of trouble. Oh, and then looking at the phone and then he says to me, you you get upset when I work too much. And I said, I've never complained once. And he said, when I'm not paying attention to you because I'm looking at my phone or my AirPods, I, that's from working. And that's what's getting you annoyed. I'm like, oh, fine. OK, I love it. Okay, I love right. it. Well, at least at least I know I'm not <laughs> I'm not alone. So, OK, as I was researching your whole life story, which has been fun, I constantly was stunned by all these accomplishments that you've achieved and I want to know what comes to mind as the moment where everything in life changed for you the moment where everything in life changed for me was when I became a mother 
Um, I, I wanted to have a baby since I was, I mean, I had a baby very young, but my niece Paris was born when I was, I think I was 11 and I was just obsessed with her and I was so in love with her. And, you know, as being such a young aunt, you know, I, I would go and stay with my sister, Kathy and Rick in New York. And I had, they had a twin bed in Paris's nursery. And when everyone was sleeping, I would go into the crib and I would pull her out and put her in bed with me. And she was the most beautiful baby I'd ever seen in my life. And these blonde hair and these big lips. And she would lay on my chest and tears would roll out of my eyes because I, I, I didn't know what that feeling meant. I was so overwhelmed by how much I loved her. And I just couldn't wait to have my own child. So when I had my own baby, I was like, this is who I'm meant to be and this, this is my calling. <laughs> and so everything really changed and it does. I mean, once the baby's born, everything changes. It's, it's the truth. Life becomes about family and it, it, the whole world changes when you have children. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, what obstacles in your life were the toughest to navigate, you know, either in your career or personal life, but what did you learn? And I think these are the really important questions because we go through so much in life, but it's how we, how we deal with it. So I'm curious to know what the toughest to navigate was career or personal life. Um, the toughest moment, the first thing that pops into my head, uh, thinking about the toughest moments were losing both my parents to cancer, um, just a couple years apart. And I was so young not to have a parent and it was just, trying to be a mom and a wife and, you know, losing your parents was terrifying to me. And just, I was overwhelmed with grief and it affected me emotionally and physically. Um, so that was very, a very difficult time in my life. My husband and I, uh, other very difficult times were just financially when my husband and I, you know, first started out and, you know, we were in a two bedroom a condo with we, at one point we were a family of five because we had three of our kids there. And, it, that was not fun. You know, the, have, I was clipping coupons and, you know, the dread of like getting bills and not being able to pay them. And fortunately, you know, my, my mom helped us, his grandfather helped us, but it's a stress that, you know, you don't ever forget. Like to this day, I cannot look, I have to, I cannot look at a bill without having a panic attack. So those were really hard times, um, but what I learned from in those times, and I know it's different on every level for everybody, but um, people probably look and say, oh, please, you didn't, but we really did have, you know, hard times in, in the beginning. And uh, what I would learn from that, my husband and I always had a backup plan, and that was that, you know, okay, listen, we don't have money and we, we can't make money, then we're going to move to Vail, and you'll be a ski instructor, I will stay home with the kids, and, you know, and then that's it. I mean, if I have money, great, I will spend it. But if we don't, like, it will be okay. And that's what, you know, what I really learned from that. And then the other biggest, you know, obstacle and difficult times, honestly, has been navigating through the housewives. It's um, been very difficult through these years. And some of the hardest times have been when my sister Kim and I have had our conflicts. So work-wise, that was um, the dip most difficult thing to na navigate through. I love it. Thank you for being so open and honest about that because it's interesting. So many people want to, everything's perfect. Everything's great. The world's wonderful. And 
it's just not. We don't live in a perfect world by any means. And so I, I appreciate you talking about that. And family is just tough. Work life's tough, but you're a survivor and you kept going. And in the grand scheme of things, you've got a very positive attitude, as does Mauricio in no matter what situation. And I think the more positive we stay, the more we can overcome those obstacles. And I think you're a fabulous person. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this part of the podcast. I'm going to say at the end of every podcast, we close things out with a little segment called Chaotic Questions with James. I'm going to fire some questions at you. Are you ready? I hope so. I I think so. (laughs) Okay. So Kyle, what room in your house do you spend the most time in? Um, the, 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 on the the porch, outside of the porch. Does that count? Yes, it does. I literally spend the most time outside of the porch in my rocking chair, looking at the trees and my dogs and the birds. (laughs) Perfect. And I love it. And I see the dog always in the pool where he shouldn't be. I love that. Okay. Uh, what are you currently learning? Um, uh, learning to meditate, which I had always wanted to take, you know, class. And now I'm just obviously doing it uh, with a guided meditation. So, um, I work out every single day and I, am meditating every day and I really feel like it's really healthy, especially for someone who has anxiety. So I'm really loving that part. I've got my husband doing it now too, which is amazing. Wow. I love that. I would love to say guitar and knitting is going really well, but so far no can do. (laughs) No, not yet. Not yet, but that's good. Okay. What motivates you? What motivates me? Um, what my my children motivate me because they they you know they watch every little move I make and I always want to be a good example um, as a mom first. But you know I used to have guilt about working and now my girls look at me and, and really admire what I do work wise. So now I have I don't have the guilt as much. So now I just you know want to keep making them proud and you know doing new things and showing them that you know it's never too late to fulfill a dream they motivate me and you're doing a great job of it and the last question kyle what piece of advice would you give to your younger self have more confidence in just who you are and being yourself um when i was younger i was a people pleaser and as as you get older you know that goes away and i just think back what what a waste of time to be you know just be yourself 100 percent, and you know and just have the confidence for that you know i look at my daughters and they're already like that. And I, you know, I don't know if, you know, what was going on in my life that I didn't have that at such a young age. And I'm, I'm just so in awe of them. So just to be more, more confident, just to be a hundred percent yourself. I love that, Kyle. I really cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast. Uh, you know, I adore you, your whole family. So for me, I've really enjoyed this. Where should people follow and see more of the wonderful you on instagram it's kyle richards 18 on twitter throw me some hate kyle richards (laughs) uh yeah and then housewives on wednesdays at 9 p.m on bravo we're on a little hiatus right now but we'll be back up and running and that's uh the audience is really loving it this season so uh make sure you tune in And we all love you and catch Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles on Bravo Tuesdays at 9, 8 central. To everybody watching, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, your neighbors and anyone who would enjoy the Positively Chaotic podcast. And thank you for listening. Kyle, I love you. Love you. You're so good at this, James. I love you. I cannot thank you enough. (laughs) 